0: Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to 2021. I missed all my little chicken pumpkins so much. This is the eighth episode of the Halloween podcast, and it was supposed to come out yesterday on the 8th of January. <laughs> I had expected quite the successful episode with all of those crazy eights. I'm your host, Magic Mischief, and this is The In-Between. This episode is all about liminality and liminal spaces. I'm excited because this is really the first episode where I'm stepping away from the basics and going into something a little bit more thought-provoking. Before we get started, I really do need to mention something. I just, I want to get it off my chest. I know you all know this is not meant to be a political podcast, but mm, damn it, do I have to say something? I mean, this is... Affecting all of our lives. And honestly, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I hope I never see anything like this again. This will really serve as a time capsule record of a choice piece of crazy history. Yesterday, the state of Georgia voted for two Democratic senators. And the Capitol was attacked by rogue Trump supporters. I'm still shaken by the violence. Just of what happened and the double standard. I mean, if these same protesters, or if the same protest was taken on by women or people of color, I know that the response would have been 180 degrees different. This short period of time between the election and then the swearing in of the new president is a perfect example of everything that I want to cover in this episode. I think that that moment and then even more so the week between Christmas and New Year's is the epitome of a liminal space. It's the liminal space between the old president and the new president, the old year and the new year. You can see the amount of angst that gets stirred up in people when they feel they're in limbo. I mean, I don't want to get too riled up. I can sure you tell how I feel about it, so I'm going to move on. Just please remember this later and kind of reflect on what I've said as I go into more detail. Before we begin, let's talk about the recent full moon in Cancer, which happened on the 29th. We started the year 2020 with a full moon in Cancer, and we ended the year with a full moon in Cancer. I mean, we have officially come full circle. I feel like the last three months, for me particularly, God, I had my end of Capricorn, Like, coming full circle, that 30-year rotation, the end of 2020, I mean, it was, this is cause for celebration and gratitude. It was immensely powerful since Cancer is ruled by the moon. The moon is finding its home in this placement. I think that's a super cute pun because Cancer is the sign of home. Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink. I know that we all as a world have 1000% experienced change in our home environment, our friend group, our family circle. In 2020, not one area of our home life and the way we interact with our home circle probably stayed the same. I can guarantee it. I celebrated this full moon with a beautiful meditation. I did my tarot card spread for the year. I have like four or five different like oracle decks and stuff. I pulled one card for each, like one from each deck for each month. So I think I ended up with six cards for each month. It was really kind of cool. My intuition has been on point recently. While I was doing that, I just had such a cool moment. You guys know I've had this really weird feeling for probably more than a month now, inside of myself, that just something is happening, something important is coming. I know I've mentioned it in past episodes that I've limited the amount of magic and manifestation that I'm working because it already feels like the divine has, like the wheels already turning, the cart is in motion, the energy has been electric. And I just get this deep sense that spirit. Not just for my life. Like, this is bigger bigger than me. Spirit is putting something into motion. Going back to my cards, I'll only tell you the ones for January just because I don't want to overwhelm you. My cards kind of have been backing me up, you know? For my plant energy, I pulled Yarrow. I have an Herbiary book that calls it the Pocket of Protection. For my tarot cards, I pulled the Two of Wands which is always a little bit about divination for me, and the five of cups. My spirit card was the essence of letting go. And then right as I was reading the description of the card, a woodpecker like flew in and landed on the branch right outside of the window that I was sitting at. It was startlingly close. So I immediately was like, oh my God, what does this mean, you know? I look up what the woodpecker symbolized and it says, letting go. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) I mean, I can't tell if the Five of Cups that I pulled was about my work, this podcast, or the election results. I mean, I I guess that energy is just all around me, and the cards were definitely right. (laughs) For February, thank God I pulled the Fool and the Empress card, both Major Arcana, so at least I know I'm going to have a very sexy and beautiful month of love. who? I am not trying to make this episode two hours long, so let's jump right into our disclaimers. Number one, this is my first podcast. Big surprise there, yeah? (laughs) I welcome any and all feedback. However, darlings, if you are a troll, then expect to receive communication in kind. I'm a little, and this podcast is mostly for me. So back up. After I've mastered presenting all these complicated ideas, I do have a plan to get in shape, drink less, and exercise. (laughs) Let's start a stopwatch now and see how long it takes for me to develop those. If you want to reach out to me or say hi, be a part of the show, please hit me up on messages. I leave a little link in the description page of each episode or you can reach out to me via email at halloweenpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you're new around here, welcome. Please know I am not an expert. You know, if you are, then please don't be a dick. Share your wealth of knowledge and reach out. I have been told that I have a potty mouth, so please do not be offended by crass or uncouth language or sexually explicit topics. If you need to step out for a bit or get some fresh air, believe me, we understand. We love our mom, but I know she probably wouldn't be the most happy camper in the front row. (laughs) And then for my last-ish disclaimer, I guess, this is not a religiously affiliated podcast. Everyone is welcome in my play space, regardless of color or creed. We're just having fun, hanging out. Please try not to take yourself too seriously. I want to pause here and give a round of applause and a big heartfelt thank you to all five of my fans. Shout out to all my non-U.S. citizen listeners. I just noticed that we had two new people, one from Taiwan and one from Hong Kong. You guys are my favorites. Please let me know what you think. I would love to have a non-American on the show. The time you guys spend listening to me rant and ramble is like a hug to my heart. If you guys like my content, then please subscribe and let someone else know there's a crazy little who wants to talk about sex and magic. And last, but certainly not least, drum roll. Brrr. Number one, a special big thank you to the big Papa who always washes my clothes, slaps my face, drops my packages off at FedEx. You're the one, the only Master Blaster Ayatollah Rock and Roll. With that being said, let's go into the in between. Papa, dim the lights. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that we would be discussing liminal spaces. So you might be thinking, what are liminal spaces? Liminal spaces are both physical and mental. Physical examples might be hallways, parking lots, waiting rooms, rest stops, or airports. Uh, Liminal spaces for your mind may be being in between jobs, being divorced, being a teenager. This doesn't necessarily have to be a witchy, spiritual, or BDSM topic. I know that a lot of marketers and team leaders often use or talk about this idea as a way to bring their entire team up to a new space, but I think this topic does have a lot of spiritual relevance. As humans, we connect with the idea of liminality. You can see nods to liminal spaces in horror movies. The archetypal abandoned hospital with the long and eerie hallway, you know, the partially illuminated with flickering ceiling lights that threatens to leave the viewer in total darkness at any moment. Aesthetically, the use of liminal spaces in art, particularly horror films, does make sense because a ghost is in essence stuck in between worlds or the way you're dancing and drinking and having a great time with that cute bearded guy with the man bun until suddenly the clubhouse lights come on at 2 p.m. and suddenly you're horrified and you have to run away because you just realize you're in this like horribly ugly, unclean environment. Like, please, nobody look at my face. Like, this one vibrant, crowded place now suddenly looks jarring and empty. The other day we went to pick up Mexican and I looked like complete shit so I opted to wait in the car. It bears mentioning that I did not have my cell phone. Daddy left the car on for me so I would be comfortable and the minutes passed slowly. I'm not sure how many minutes had passed by the, by the time I decided to time him but it already felt like a long time and then I started to become suspicious did he decide to have a margarita without me what happened to him where is he I'm only supposed to be here like for a short time and now I'm starting to worry like should I should I turn off the car will I get too cold you know then I won't know how long I've been waiting I don't have a phone on me I don't have a time and like honestly the music was the only thing keeping me sane I found myself unexpectedly in this liminal space and it's amazing where your mind will go and the negative stories you tell yourself when you're in limbo. When you're comfortable and you don't have to move much, you don't even think about it. You know, I can sit on the toilet and play on my phone and look up and 30 minutes have gone by. And then also, it's really interesting that like when we are uncomfortable, all of a sudden, you become some ingenue innovator. Have you ever been around a bunch of stoners who have weed but no pipe? I know in college, I personally smoked out of a pipe made out of tinfoil and the cardboard piece of a toilet paper roll. When you're in need, you will find a way. Everybody has that one story where it was all, like almost everything was lost, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, you came up with the solution and saved the day. This is what we are trying to tap into with liminal space. This is how we can use these spaces to our benefit instead of feeling, you know, using that feeling of being uncomfortable for our betterment. The innovation that comes from being in this like altered reality. I think this episode is even more important because this topic is so close at hand, not just for the new year, but COVID put many people in a limited in a liminal space think of those two weeks where everyone was locked down in their home and nobody knew when it was going to end or if there was going to be enough toilet paper or if they were ever going to be able to go back to their jobs or see their family you might be wondering at this space kind of like what is the definition of liminal and therefore liminality Oxford Languages describes it as an adjective with two definitions. One, relating to a transitional or initial stage of a process. And two, occupying positions at or on both sides of a boundary or a threshold. I like to think of this one kind of like the bride being carried across the threshold into a new into her newer home or the way that the kiss. Is what everyone looks forward to at the end of a wedding. And that's the liminal space before they're pronounced husband and wife, or wife and wife, or husband and husband. Wikipedia put forth an anthropologically based definition that I found super interesting. In anthropology, liminality is the quality of ambiguity or disorientation that occurs in the middle stage of a rite of passage when participants no longer hold their pre-ritual status but have not yet begun to transition to the new status they will hold when the rite is complete. You know I gotta sing every single episode. (laughs) Whenever I talk about this, I'm reminded of that Britney Spears song. You guys know I love to sing. (laughs) I'm not a girl. not yet a woman. All I need is time, a moment that is mine, while I'm in between. There you go. Feeling like you're in between right now? (laughs) The Ludlow Group, a boutique marketing firm in Virginia Beach, had a quote that I also wanted to read to you. And it says this, Perhaps the most interesting thing about liminal spaces is that our reaction to them is reflective of our dependency on functional design. Viewing a space within an accepted context is what we as humans innately look for. However, outside of that, in a liminal space, we lean away from it because it lacks context and purpose when it comes to design we crave rational explanation for the existence of a particular space and when we can't come up with one we avoid it altogether. this quote wasn't even about mind or spirituality but we do the same thing with the liminal spaces in our lives pregnancy between jobs marriage divorce like i've already mentioned the new year is a great example of the celebration of liminality we stand in the doorway of the new year saying goodbye to the old one, looking both forwards and backwards. During the new year, we're excited about new possibilities and yet nostalgic about what we leave behind. I feel on New Year's like I felt on my high school graduation day. It brings me back to that moment every single time. That's part of the reason why the Romans named the first month of the year January after the Roman god Janus. Janus is depicted with two faces looking in opposite directions, and he was the god of beginnings, transitions, doorways, gateways, etc. Think of all the triumphal arches that the Romans created and the ritual way in which they marched their armies in and out of them. Celebration of the liminal space. It's funny enough that Janus's festival is actually today, January 9th. <laughs> For anyone that worships the moon, there are two liminal times that bookend our day, Twilight and Dawn, you know, in that space between when the moon leaves and the sun arrives. You can tell that we ascribe special significance to these times. I mean, think of the show The Twilight Zone. It's all about it. Speaking of people who worship the moon, the moon is oftentimes a symbol of liminality, and one of her most famous goddesses we've already covered, Hecate. Hecate is a liminal goddess, goddess of the crossroads, associated with in between times and places. Part of her work is to guide the souls from one side to the other. If twilight and dawn are the liminal spaces when the sun and the moon leave, then Hecate is the moon. And Hermes is the sun. This is why his Egyptian counterpart is thought to be Anubis, the guardian of the souls to the underworld. And lastly, I want to mention the goddess Fortuna. She's the goddess of fortune and luck, both good and bad. She is often depicted holding a cornucopia and was the firstborn child of Jupiter. She rules over the wheel of fortune. The Wheel of Fortune, very, very closely associated with Tarot and the Wheel of the Year, it holds a special place in my heart. In October, I actually had a friend pull a card for me, and it was the Fortuna card. I really want to read the back of that card, which comes from the Goddess's Knowledge Deck, and it says this. The Roman goddess Fortuna was the same as an earlier Italian goddess who presided over the earth's abundance and controlled the destiny of all human beings. Her name derived from Vortumna, she who turns the year about, and came to symbolize the capriciousness of life and luck, the vagaries of fate as the wheel of life turns around. Her festival was celebrated in October. Fortuna gives us a way to approach the ups and downs of life. A perspective that can offer us some equanimity as we proceed on our journey. I think I've given you plenty of examples of liminality and mythos. Now I want to turn to BDSM to inform on us kind of why this type of space is so useful to us, particularly in transformation. We mentioned that rites of passage are often used in examples of liminality. You come to the ritual as one person, generally kind of like a, um, fuck. You come to the ritual usually kind of like a age of becoming, what's that called? Age of becoming, I guess where you come as one person and you pass through the ritual, which generally involves intense pain or an ordeal, and you emerge on the other side with a new identity or status within your community. These, the ritualized pain of the BDSM scene really mirrors that of the rite of passage. But instead of having another status on the other side, the pursuit of the liminal space is the ritual. Practitioners use this space to transform your thoughts and your behavior patterns to better represent your ideals. I read this really cool article called In the Habit of Being Kinky, Practice and Resistance in a BDSM Community in Texas, USA by Misty Nicole Lumine, and she says that the pursuit of liminality allows dominance and submissiveness to be disarticulated from masculinity and femininity and therefore, by extension, the body. And basically, what this mean is that you don't need to be male to be masculine. You don't need to be masculine to be dominant. Whenever a female dominatrix is performing, it's separated from her body. You can see how gender truly is a performance. And this is perfectly encapsulated by the switch. A switch in the, in the lifestyle community is a person who vacillates depending on the scene between dominance and submission. They are not the same with every, with every partner that they have. They can enjoy the pleasures of both genders, the tops versus bottoms, really at any time and kind of fluidly switch between them. Once I was in the club and I saw a bound woman engaging in knife play before Daddy and I entered the room, and then kind of upon completing our scene, we exited, I saw the same woman flogging a different partner. So you saw how she switched from being a submissive in one role with the knife play and being able to engage in subspace and then use that to take control and bring that experience about with someone new. Rigging, rope play also holds a lot of liminal symbology. You are tied up and suspended, much like the hanged man. This is the epitome of the liminal space in the tarot. Since all BDSMers join the community as adults, it's, you're not born into it. and Everyone is reinventing themselves and modifying their behaviors through ritual activities and performance. Everyone is the dominant further submissive, and vice versa. I know that BDSM personally helped me to redefine my self-worth and my sexuality after my rape. Subspace and orgasm are both heavily used to reframe sex and bring about transcendence and that trans light state that most people are looking for when they engage in magic and when they're trying to consciously affect change within their environment. Kingsters often play as different genders, animals, age play, or can even experience polyamory within the bounds and limitations of the ritual. You can experience things that you maybe would not do in your normal life through this like liminal space and know that you're not going to be stuck with it. It's really interesting that we chase this liminality within BDSM and magic. The things we do to prepare for these spaces are eerily similar. Picking a time, a day, preparing your body for the right, wearing different clothes, perhaps taking on a new name, using special tools and implements, a specialized location, rules for engagement. However, when we come upon this feeling of liminality in our waking life, It usually leaves us feeling highly disturbed. How can we change the way we view these moments to better take advantage of that liminal space? We know that marketing teams and artists use the liminal space in order to engage in creativity. Oftentimes when we approach these spaces we are on the verge of a breakthrough in some area of our life. The liminality is important because it is the vehicle that allows us to be transported to the new realm. Think about an airport. You know, it's, it's not the destination, but it certainly helps you get there. You couldn't go to Fiji without going through the airport, even if it is uncomfortable. That's why we need to learn to embrace liminal spaces and to get through it. And then lastly, I want to quickly go into the shadow activity and kind of your New Year's resolution slash core desired feelings. I personally, I don't like to think of these kind of on New Year's night just because I think you get swept up in so much emotion. I know that I, I usually think of superficial stuff and I could concentrate on like, what size am I, you know? I told you already that last year I concentrated on tooth care and this year I want to go a little deeper. I've gone back and forth over what I want to do for 2021. I had a kind of had a thought of like a year with no beer But let's be real, I'm honestly not sure I could do that, and I really don't want to set myself up to fail. I'm going to go back to my original drinking rules that were defined in the beginning of my relationship 4 drinks per week. I've really gotten away from that, and I want to go back to the foundation of what I've learned and really concentrate on stuff. So I decided that that one wasn't a good one. I might be working on drinking less for my entire life. Maybe let's not put so much pressure on 2021 as a year. (laughs) My second thought was about establishing an exercise routine. Kind of now that I'm 30, um, I don't have the benefit of the metabolism I had in my 20s or even maybe stretching more. But Let's be real. That seems so cliche. That's like every single person that crowds the gym from January 1st through January 15th. And then they never go throughout the rest of 2021. Super cliche. And I'm hoping that like if I can get the rest of my life together, then maybe exercising will come. And then my third idea was to really dig into those core desired feelings and make a plan off of that. So... What kind of core desired feelings do I want? Adventure? Abundance? Joy? Based on this last year, I really meditated and concentrated, and I found myself really desiring peace just to go with the flow. To feel that peaceful, divine serenity. I feel like I can tackle anything when I'm in that space and I just overall enjoy life more. I think I look at even normal mundane things with more of a sense of childlike wonderment and I really want to tap into that because I think happiness is so fleeting. It's in a moment and I just was wondering, I was meditating, how can I achieve this peace? How can I achieve this peace? And and just like while I was laying there, I'm like, oh, maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's patience. And I have felt this nagging. Patience has been nagging at me all year. And I know I'm right because I've been feeling extra impatient lately. I want everything to hurry up. You know, get to the point, 2021 I want daddy to hurry up with what he's saying. I want clients on the phone to hurry up and get off the phone. I just, I found myself wanting it to be the next day and wanting it. So I just know that patience, 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 patience. It's not a sexy word. It's not thriving. It's not adventure. (laughs) But I think that the things that we need the most are generally just that. I need discipline. I need patience. I need to eat more green vegetables and drink water. I need to meditate. And I think that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to meditate every single day. I did 20 minutes today before this podcast. I'm going to try to do 20 minutes every single day. If I can do 20 minutes for 365 days, then I'm pretty sure that's like, what, 70,000 minutes? I've dug myself into a hole. I can't get out of this. (laughs) and with that our time together has come to an end I can hear daddy is running my bath and this is kind of a shorter episode but I think that's okay I'm anxious to slip into those warm sudsy bubbles and relax with a margarita with that being said catch you on the flip side goodbye